car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. This week's episode is going to include our own Jimmy Shoemaker, ASC Certified L1 Technician, and we're going to talk about what's going to make you a good customer. Of course, we have our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. He'll be back with another economically priced gadget after last week's show where we had him going over the emails with us. And speaking of emails, we're going to have another email today. It's going to be Gene from Illinois, and he wants to know if he is considered a severe duty or a normal duty cycle driver. He's been listening to our shows. Great question. We have a great answer for him. Of course, we have our cheap car care tips and a tire tip coming up as well. We're going to catch up on those. And our trouble service bulletins are back. This week, we're going to be talking about the VW and how they have a brake pulsation. And on Lexus, the rear hatch on their SUVs is making some noise. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, AC Delco Parts. I have them in my personal vehicles. I've been putting them in my customers' vehicles for a couple of decades. And I know they're reliable. They're very well made. It's a high-quality part. I'm glad they're one of our sponsors because I use their products every day. And last but not least, Jasper Engines and Transmissions. 100% associate-owned. If you're in need of an engine or transmission, ask for Jasper by name. And again, here's another sponsor that I've always used their product. As a matter of fact, we had a customer. He had a choice between getting a new work vehicle or having the vehicle he had refurbished. And not only did he put a remanufactured engine in it from Jasper, but also a transmission and he's a happy camper right now because he knows it has a three-year, 100,000-mile. And if he decides in a few years from now to sell it, that warranty goes with the vehicle. So remember, Jasper Engines. It's cheaper than buying a new car. On this week's show, we're going to be talking to Jimmy, like I said before at the beginning of our intro. Jimmy has a lot to say about what you need to tell either the service advisor or the technician regarding your vehicle and how to have it properly repaired. So let's talk to Jimmy. Hey, Jim, how you doing? I am good. How are you? Good. Very well. This week we're talking about what the customer really needs to tell the service writer or technician to have a successful repair and experience at an automotive shop. Oh, great. So you've been doing this for decades along with the rest of us, and... Um, I'd like you to throw your two cents in. Uh, from my experience, most customers are scared to talk to the reps and also to the technicians. And I don't understand why, but the more information that we can get, the quicker we can make a diagnostic and a repair on their vehicle, which in turn saves money. That's very true. Why would you think that? Because I see that too sometimes. It's like they don't, don't want to give the information out. I don't know, but if, if they could uh, make a checklist before they come to see us, 
Uh-huh. That way, when they come in, they were they would be prepared to answer questions that uh, <clears throat> could actually lead to a quicker and less expensive repair, especially in diagnostics. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, and going off the premise that they are afraid to talk, how do you think we uh, could put them at ease? The best way to do it is build a good rapport with the, with the customer, and, and and you have to have their trust. Right. And the way that we can do that is to be as honest and open as possible, and also provide as much information back as we possibly can. The more informed the customer is, the more at ease and the, and, and the, the more information that you can get from them. You can actually save, your, save their parts and show them to them, explain to them how they work, and a lot of times the customer can really help you. That's very, very true. You know, we have actually one example I'm going to give you, is that I have a customer coming in, Actually, his parents are customer of ours, and he's coming in Thursday to talk about his horror story from another shop. And, you know, we don't like to hear that because, you know, we're a proud industry, and unfortunately, one or two apples boils the rest of the bunch. We just want to try to avoid this, you know, reoccurring for him because now he's really gun-shy. Well, you, you know? and, understandably, and understandably, you can see why, but that's a very good point as well. Uh, the customer, if they, can, if they have the records of the repairs that have been done on their vehicles in the past, the maintenance and any repair, that can also help lead to a diagnosis. That's true. And, you know, he's bringing his in, but still, you know, we got this gun-shy person in here, and he needs to open up. So Well, that's, that's where it's up to the service rider to truly uh, spend some time and talk to him and put him at ease and let him understand that, you know, we are there to help him and to repair his vehicle as um professionally as possible right well you know in this case and what he has conveyed to me over the phone he should have gotten a second opinion a long time ago because how i understand it when he's coming in there are going to be quite a few invoices for quite a few repairs and he still has the same symptom and problem with his vehicle that doesn't show our our industry in a, in a positive light and that's the reason why when, when customers call me I always try to give them as much information as possible. Even if they just want to ask questions, I am there to answer any question possible. If they call and ask, you know, something about a, a repair that they've had done somewhere else or a repair that they're thinking about having done somewhere else, I always try to give them our side just as well so that way they have another opinion. And they also, they could always take it to another garage and have another professional check it out and see if the diagnosis was correct. Exactly. And in this case is probably what he should have done. Now he's traveling quite a few miles to come to see us to try to rectify this. The bad part about that is it happens way too often. Yeah, it does. So you need to, guys, when you're listening to us out there, you need to have a second opinion if you're unsure. You know, the uh, other thing that I'd like to bring up is we can't diagnose cars over the phone properly. Again, and this happens often, we shake our heads and we can't understand this. People think, and I'm not joking, that we can diagnose a noise in their car by them putting their cell phone or their house phone up to the car to listen to the noise. Now, how many times has that happened to you, Jim? Well, that's, that's happened quite a few times. But that's where the point where you have to just tell the customer, you know, that's something they would have to be actually looked at to see, especially when it comes to uh, noises and a lot of running problems. You know, there's no way that you can even get close by going over the phone. But in some situations, uh, they actually, you can actually guide them in a direction 
as opposed to some of the garages out there, and I hate to say it, they're just trying to get in people's pockets, and they'll try to sell them things that they truly don't need. Mm -hmm. And you know how many times we have heard from other technicians who have formerly worked at other shops that they're required to do a quota, and that's wrong. I actually was in a shop like that at one point, and it didn't last very long. Really? They actually had you do a quota, huh? Well, it wasn't a quota, but it was, uh, you need to find something wrong with every car that comes in. Well, that's definitely wrong. Yeah, you can't, that's, that's definitely no way to be, so I quit immediately. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's that's not good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out, Jim, going yes, over ma'am. a few of these tips, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you very much. Do you, do you have any words to the wise, to the consumers out there listening? Well, uh, like I said, arm yourself with as much information as as possible because a smart consumer, you know, is the best consumer. Thank you. Thank Thank you you again. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now I'm going to give you two examples of what we were talking about. Our first example, we had a gentleman come in with a vehicle. He was having a little fish bite, a little hesitation. And uh, basically that's how he was describing it. He says it was like fishing and the fish was pulling on the line and it was tugging and he said he felt that this vehicle was tugging. Not only did he describe it like that, which is great, this is how we want it. We don't want any self-diagnostics from the customer because, you know, you're bringing it to us or any ASC Blue Seal shopper dealership because we're the pros. We're the ones who are going to fix it. Don't throw around any fancy names that you heard or you read on the internet. Let the pros take care of it because when you do, it's going to be a lot cheaper, especially if you go to a shop. Unfortunately, a couple of them, you know how they say a bad apple ruins the bunch. Well, unfortunately, there's one out there that's going to try to take advantage of you really not knowing what's going on when you show your ignorance by throwing these 25 cent words around. We can tell. By just describing and writing down like this one gentleman did, he wrote down that it only gave this fish bite, this hesitation when the engine was warm after he was driving it four or five miles. And he also wrote down that it happened after he was accelerating from a stoplight. Well, you know what? Not only was this gentleman smart by writing this down, he got his payback because his diagnostic time was basically cut in half because we could go right to the scenario that he was talking about and we fixed it for him. Real quick fix too. And let me tell you, he had it to a bunch of people who were trying to guess at it. And you know, all it was was a vacuum leak. Part was under $5. It was a formed piece of hose. Popped it on there. He was on his way. Smart man. He wrote everything down. He knew and he also knew not to listen to his neighbors and everybody else who thought they were a technician Because his neighbors, basically, they had him pulling spark plugs and coils and so on and so forth. Money he didn't have to spend. So kudos to him. On the other hand, we have had customers come in, like Jimmy was explaining. It's like they don't want you to have the full story because it's going to be cheaper if they don't tell you everything that's going on. Well, unfortunately, it's just the opposite You don't tell us, the ASC certified technician, everything that's going on. It's going to be much, much more expensive for us to find and solve your problem. So remember, if you're having an issue, how the vehicle's driving or if it's shaking or if it's pulling, write it all down on a piece of paper in the car. 
Of course, not while you're driving, but like at a stoplight, so on and so forth. And write these little symptoms down, and it's going to save you buku dollars. And all that money saved is money in your wallet that you could be doing something else. And that's the whole premise to this show is to save you money. So let's go on to our trouble service bulletins talking about saving money. And let's see what these manufacturers are going to do and how it's not going to cost you anything out of your pocket, hopefully. And if you're just tuning in, this is Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. We're telling you how to be a good customer with your service writer or your ASC certified technician and describing the symptoms and don't do the diagnostic for the technician. You just missed that. So if you want to rewind, you'll uh, get some very, very valuable information. We have our gadget guru coming up, Peter Sudak, with another interesting gadget. Our email writer this week is Gene from Illinois, and he's been listening, wants to know if he's a severe duty or a normal duty driver. And of course, we have our cheap car care tips and tire tips, and we have our trouble service bulletins, and that's going to be on the Jetta and the Lexus. And actually, let's go on to that. Our first trouble service bulletin, it's for 1999 through 2010 VW Jetta S series. And they're having a brake pulsation issue, especially at highway speeds. And what they're having us ASC certified technicians at an ASC Blue Seal shop or at the dealership, they want us to check how thick the rotors are to begin with, because there is a minimum thickness. The rotors displace heat, and it's important that they maintain a minimum, at least minimum thickness or they won't operate like they're supposed to, they won't displace the heat, and then you could have brake failure. So they want us to check that, and basically all they're saying is resurface the brake rotors, and there's a certain point where you can resurface them, and when it reaches that threshold, they want you to replace the brake rotors in pairs, which makes sense in this case, since they're having a little issue with this. Unfortunately, this is uh, not under a recall, but it's a bulletin unless you're in your first 12 months or 12,000 miles for your vehicle. So that is the VW Jetta. They're just telling you to resurface the rotors or if they're at the threshold, replace them in pairs. Our next vehicle is the Lexus RX350. They're having a little noise issue, and this is going to go through 2008 to 2010. And Oh, and this does include the RX450H, the hybrid vehicles as well. They are actually having a little noise with the rear hatch, a popping or creaking noise when the hatch is released. And they actually have a new assembly to replace this. Again, this is not a recall it is under your regular warranty if your vehicle is within warranty, but not a recall. And for Lexus, that warranty is 48 months or 50,000 miles, whatever comes first. So if you're having that issue, go over to your Lexus dealer. If you are out of warranty, please go to your ASC Blue Seal shop and have your properly trained ASC certified technician uh, take care of this problem for you because... Yeah, I'm sure that's a little annoying after a while listening to that creaking and groaning and popping every time you're going to put your groceries in the back hatch. So that's this week's Trouble Service Bulletins. 
our cheap car care tip for this week. You know, all of us driving in that winter weather and there's chemicals on the roadways for the ice buildup and salt and what have you. You know that windshield gets pretty nasty, doesn't it? Well, to clean it properly, just bypass all those products that you see on the grocery store shelf and um, go into your pantry. Pick up that white vinegar, that bottle of white vinegar. We've used it for uh, numerous things and recipes and so on and so forth. And get some old newspaper and go to it. Let me tell you folks, there is nothing like diluted white vinegar and old newspaper to get that residue off your windshield. Let me tell you, it's like night and day, no pun intended, when you can see clearly through that windshield. That's what we want. And how much is a newspaper? 50 cents, 75 cents, bottle of vinegar, a buck or two? A lot cheaper than those fancy schmancy alternatives. There's nothing like white vinegar and newspaper to clean that windshield and those side windows of that salt and chemical debris for the de-icing on our roads. Talked about this a few weeks ago, a tip that I actually got from my great-grandmother regarding Murphy's oil soap. I want to tell you a story. I had a customer who recently purchased a new vehicle. And to make a long story short, they dress it to the hilt and they make it look shiny and so on and so forth. They put this tire shine, whatever they were using, on the tires. And after a few miles of driving from the dealership, this actually got on his shiny rims. And it looked horrible. While he was washing it with anything you can imagine just to get these rims cleaned up. And I recommended Murphy's Oil Soap. And you know what? Cleaned them right up. He just put a light dressing on there. The rims look great. The tires look great. There's another use for that Murphy's Oil Soap. Can't beat it. And that is our cheap car tip for this week. And speaking about car tips, it's that time to talk to our gadget guru, Peter Sudak. Let's find out what he has for us this week. Hey, Peter, it's Pam. How you doing? Hey, Pam. How are you doing today? Good. So what gadget do you have for our listeners this week? Well, we got something good for all the people who are animal lovers, dogs and cats and what have you. Uh, we have What's a that? little cover that goes over the back seat to protect the seat from getting dirty in case they're out in the mud or snow or what have you, basically. It's, basically, it's like a big seat cover for the back seat of your car. Really? Yeah, they call it, they <laughs> call it a mud cover is what they call it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Especially, you know, after maybe taking your dogs to the park. Yeah, you don't want to park and, you know, how some dogs like to go play in the mud and oh, things yeah. like that or, you know, take them down to the beach and, you know, sand in their paws. Or, <laughs> They're not going to go to the beach right now, are they? Uh, Unless no. you're in Florida. Well, but. <laughs> they go, they, you know, they go run in the water. Sand, they're definitely not going to go in the water, that's for sure. No. <laughs> or, or if they're up north, there's some brave dogs that, you know, want to go play in the snow. Then, you know, if they get in the back seat, they don't get the snow and water and junk all over your back seat. So basically it's an all-purpose kind of protector from your pets getting stuff on the seats, basically. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. And um, how much does this gadget go for? Uh, these things run about 69 bucks. Um, Not bad. You, you can get them online or you can get them at the box stores. I haven't seen them on the auto parts stores yet, but 
You know, they're coming out with all sorts of stuff. So, and they may be down the road, but as of right now, that's where they're available. Mm-hmm. I have something. You know, I got a couple of big dogs, and uh, I have something similar, but uh, I hadn't seen those yet. Yeah. All the dog catalogs I get too. That yeah. that is interesting. Yeah, the dog catalogs. They both. They definitely got a lot of. A lot of different other items in there for you. Just kind of suck you in. Oh, yeah, I think I could use that. that <laughs> I know. That, but, you know, that cover is very, very useful because, yeah. you know, the whole idea is to keep your car nice because when it's time to turn it in, that's right. you want yeah. it to look spotless. And you want that extra dollar, Absolutely. that extra trade-in dollar. And you, you know as well as I do, they're going to nitpick everything. So you like to have it. Nice and clean, and hopefully not have to have it professionally detailed before you turn it in. So that's know, true. That'll definitely help and save you money on getting a costly detail, which you know they can run mm -hmm. two to three hundred bucks oh, yeah. depending on who you go to. So, but for sixty nine dollars, sixty nine dollars. So maybe peace of mind. Save, well, maybe save you two hundred. So see, exactly saving you money right there. Good idea, Peter. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Take care. You know, actually, that would be really helpful for those of us who have pets. I know when I take the dogs out, and actually they go a lot of places with me, I have a seat cover just for them in the back. If somebody else has to go with me that requires, you know, passengers in the back seat, all I have to do is take that seat cover off, and it looks like brand new back there. So uh, good idea, Peter, and, you know, not only for me, but for you listeners... If you take advantage of this product, it's just going to increase the value of your vehicle. Thanks again. Good idea. Now let's get on with our email question of the week. Our email question of the week is from Gene. He resides in Illinois and he writes, Dear Pam, I can't get a straight answer from the guy who works on my car. I've listened to the show and I asked him if I was a severe duty driver or a normal driver. I live in a rural area in Illinois. When I drive, it's a little distance to the market. There's not a lot of stoplights, and I'm not stopping and going a lot. I travel to Florida once or twice a year, and I know that's a long trip, and that's kind of hard on the car. So with these habits, am I severe duty or am I a normal driver? Well, you know, Gene, that's a good, good question, and this is going to help out for those of you who are in the same situation that Gene has, he lives in a rural area. He goes to a small town, go to market, it sounds like, and do a shopping and socializing. And then again, he drives to Florida. Well, remember, highway driving, that's basically free miles. It's the easiest on your vehicle. You're not using your brakes. The transmission's not shifting from first to second to third all the time. You're just going for the ride, no pun intended. So that's pretty easy miles on the vehicle. But as for being a severe duty driver, now if you're going, which you didn't mention, how far you're going to town, if you're going and it's more than 10 miles, you are definitely going to be in the normal classification, a normal driver. While you're at home in Illinois, you're not doing stop and go, but it doesn't say when you come to Florida how long you're staying if you're in traffic, if you're in a larger town while you're in Florida, uh, you didn't mention anything like that. But I can honestly say just from what you're talking about, and you're in Florida in the wintertime, and 
up in Illinois in the summertime, you're what we consider a snowbird in Florida, you would be a normal driver. You're not in temperatures below 32, it doesn't seem like, for a long period of time. And you're not in stop-and-go traffic up there. You drive quite a little distance to get to where you're going. And the little bit of stop-and-go if you're in Florida doing this, I wouldn't really count on that. And, of course, your highway miles are free. So I would probably classify you in the normal-duty driver. That means you can go a little longer with your oil changes, go a little longer with your brake inspection and your tire rotations, but that does not get you out of checking the vehicle's fluid levels, checking the vehicle's tires, and just doing an all-around safety check of the vehicle every 30 days. Please, 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 this is extremely important. Not only is it going to save you money in the long run, you're going to have that sense of security knowing that your vehicle is in good working order and wherever you're going to want to go, it's going to take you there without issue. So, Gene, it sounds like you're a normal duty driver, but don't forget checking the vehicle over once a month. And if you have a question for me, don't forget to email me at carcare, the number four, clueless at AOL.com. Again, that's carcare, the number four, clueless at AOL.com. And we'll get some answers for you. Thank you again, Jean. And you know, it's that time in the episode where we have to say goodbye. Unfortunately, I really enjoy discussing car care with you guys. I really hope that this helps. Our whole goal is to keep money in your wallet, not for you to spend it on maintenance, but in the long run to keep the money in your wallet. And so our sponsors feel the same way. AC Delco and Jasper Engines and Transmissions and Continental Tires. They're all in it for you as well. They want you to have a properly maintained vehicle. You're going to spend less money. You're going to get more on your investment, your return on investment when it's time to trade it in. And the whole premise to this show is to make you a savvy car care consumer. And Oh, and don't forget to uh, look us up at car-ershow.com and see what it's like behind the scenes of an automotive center. It's pretty interesting, pretty entertaining. Again, that's car-ershow.com. AC Delco's a big sponsor of that. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on our website. See you next week.